It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to Sunday Morning Magazine anytime. Just go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear there as well. You can go to Podcast One or iTunes there. My first guest this morning is Greg O'Brien. Greg has more than 35 years of newspaper and magazine experience as a writer and editor and investigative reporter. He has written for the Huffington Post, the Washington Post, the Chicago Tribune, and the Associated Press. Several years ago, Greg was shocked when he received a diagnosis that changed his world. He is the author of the book, on Pluto. It's our pleasure to welcome Greg O'Brien to Sunday Morning Magazine. Thank you. It's an honor to be here from Boston. All right, good. So let's just get right to it. Um, you were diagnosed. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Um, I lost my maternal grandfather, my mother, my father, and paternal uncle to Alzheimer's, and uh, now the disease has come for me. I was diagnosed after several years ago after initial symptoms and two serious head traumas that um, I wasn't supposed to survive. And anyone who's listening knows all about when they talk about football and soccer, what head traumas can do. It won't cause dementia, but if you're predestined, uh, it will bring it on earlier. So, Greg, take us back. What was your life like before you were diagnosed with Alzheimer's? What well, was was pretty good. I'm a career journalist, investigative reporter, and um, one of the reasons I sought help was to because I saw I had a first front row seat for my family, and I started recognizing um, symptoms, same symptoms in me, horrific um, short-term memory loss, um, not recognizing where I was, getting lost in familiar places, uh, the rage, the loss of judgment, loss of filter. And I had a hard time um, doing my job as a reporter um, because you have to multitask. And... Um, I was having trouble getting through the day, and having recognized that with my parents, uh, I decided that uh, if I wanted to uh, survive, so to speak, uh, I needed to get help. Okay. So how far into your diagnosis did you see things to start affecting your everyday life? Well, it's it's and gradual. Yeah, it's gradual. It's, it's, um, it's like having a sliver of your brain shaved every day, and the... Um, Stereotypes of Alzheimer's are, are just so inaccurate, and the experts will tell you this. Um, people think of Alzheimer's as a disease that you get when you're 85 or 90 and you're going to die anyway. And as the great Bugs Bunny once said, don't take life too seriously because nobody gets out alive. But Alzheimer's can take 20 to 25 years or more to run its course with symptoms, and I'm in the early stage. But the doctors now say that... Um, the uh, pathology can start when one is in their 40s or earlier, and uh, even even without symptoms. And so it's it's um, it's a time bomb. Okay. And so, how old, if you don't mind, how old were you when you were diagnosed? Uh, I was about 60, and I'm 68 now. Okay. You know, having had a family history, knowing the symptoms yourself, that probably just made it all the more scarier when you actually got the diagnosis. Yeah, but the, when I got the diagnosis, having seen 
these symptoms in, in, in my family and wondering early on what I was fighting against, um, there was a little bit of relief. If you're going to fight an enemy, you need to study the enemy and know the enemy. And when my children, uh, I had to tell my children of the diagnosis, um, my son, my older boy, Brendan's stopped. The first thing he said is, well, that explains a lot. And they were seeing things and watching things and wondering what was happening to me. Okay. So did your employers, did they notice anything or did you try to hide it? Or well, you, you try to. And in the beginning, you know, um, you try to hide it for as long as you can. But people started noticing repeating myself, um, you know, getting lost, not able to understand complex uh, um, subject or subject matters. And uh, it was a gradual thing. And then people would joke about it. One time uh, I kept repeating myself and actually I was in the bathroom in a men's room. I didn't realize I had turned the water on. It just kept running and I kept talking to someone and, and this friend of mine is a good friend, an Irish guy in Boston said, what the hell, you got Alzheimer's? It was the first time I thought about it. Wow. So, you know, one thing that's really amazing to me is that my father, he had Alzheimer's. Um, and one thing about him, by the time he was diagnosed, you know, it was so advanced. Right. So it's really kind of remarkable for me to have been through what I've been through with my dad to even have a conversation with you. Right. Because by the time my father was diagnosed, he was so far gone that having a conversation was difficult. Well, and and it's a very important point that you just brought up because of my family history because as a journalist I couldn't do my job I sought a diagnosis probably 10 years before most people do uh, because they fight it and they fight it um I would suspect that your father uh, had these symptoms long before his diagnosis and like everyone else was fighting it because in and now Cancer can take people out quicker and some people live longer. And, and uh, I also have prostate cancer. I'm not treating it. It's my exit strategy. And, uh, uh, and, 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 but but I, I sought the early diagnosis just to understand what I was fighting against. That has helped me. There is no cure. And the doctors are far away from a cure right now. So the only way to fight this is through uh, there is some medication, but it, it doesn't get you where you need to go. Uh, the only way to fight this now is through faith, hope, and humor. And my mother, who died of Alzheimer's, taught me that. All right. So let's talk about this. Now, you are out. We'll talk about the book in a second. But you're out. You have speaking engagements. You you tour. How have you had to adjust your life to fit in within the realms of your diagnosis? Well, I get sick a lot. And uh, I tell people that my brain today is like a, an iPhone, still a sophisticated device, I was blessed by God that way, but it's got uh, it's got a short term battery. Uh, it uh, it pocket dials. It gets lost very easily, and um, so when I do an interview like this or I'm out speaking, it just knocks the crap out of you, and then you have to go and and just plug your iPhone in and recharge your battery, so to speak. Okay, and so as you travel the country, you don't you know you you always... I don't travel alone. Okay. By the way, um, okay, I get lost. On a rare occasion, I might, but I don't drive anymore. You know, I can't do things by myself. So, Greg, help us to understand. Help us get inside your mind. So when you're having those moments um, where Alzheimer's and dementia is taking over, those moments of, we'll call them, unclarity, how frightening is that for you? 
Yeah, the, the, part of the disease is also depression. I had clinical depression as a boy, but it, it gets worse uh, in Alzheimer's. And, uh, and then there's the rage. And uh, I, I go into tremendous rage. I don't fear that I would ever hurt anyone, but I fear that I would hurt myself. And um, it's documented in my book. There are two times that uh, I've tried to take my life. So let's talk about the book. The book is called On Pluto. Um, let's Before we get into the book, um, explain the title for me, if you will. What does that mean? Well, it goes back to um, my days as a, an investigative reporter um, covering organized crime in the mafia. And uh, I used to take uh, talk to sources off record, and I would tell them, we're going to go off record. I'm going to take you to a place where no one can hear what is said. I'm going to take you out to Pluto. And as a little boy, I was fascinated, I don't know why, by the planet Pluto. And later with um, friends and anyone who's listening can relate, you know, we go off and we talk about the unmentionables of life. And my buddies would always say, are you taking us out to Pluto? And I say, yeah, it's going to stay here. And um, in in this disease, um, you're always battling. It's it's 24-7. I, I can never let my guard down. And um, there, there's always this urge to drift out. And sometimes you just get overcome by it. And I had to invent a place that I was comfortable with where I could go or say I was going when I drifted out. So I started calling it Pluto. And uh, I've taken my family uh, and friends there. And uh, someday I'm not coming back from Pluto like family members. And I wanted people to know where I am when they don't see me. All right. So let's talk about the book, Greg. Why did you decide, you know, of course you're a writer, so you always like to write. But what made you decide to tell your story, to speak out and to be an advocate for Alzheimer's, especially in terms of of what you've done with the book? Well, uh, first of all, when I was diagnosed, my doctors who knew me took me aside and said, Greg, given your family history, you need to write about this. Um, They gave me a copy of Lisa Genova's book, Still Alice, Lisa is a very good friend of mine. She lives in the town over, and she helped me in in writing the book. Um, I made the decision, shame on me, if I didn't write about this uh, because uh, of of the the inaccurate stereotype and to give people the faith, hope, and humor that that they would need to fight it. Um, We never talked about cancer years ago. We never talked about AIDS and People don't want to talk about dementia, and damn it, we need to talk about it. And uh, when I was diagnosed, I wrote down everything I was afraid I'd forget and ended up with about 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 pages of notes. And then I began to uh, journal um, all the things that were happening to me, and from that I I wrote the book. The book um, on Pluto Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's is the first book written by an investigative reporter embedded inside the mind of Alzheimer's, chronicling the progression of his own disease. But the book is meant to be a mirror to hold up to others um, and, and to have others really understand what it's like to be inside the mind of Alzheimer's. And I've heard from people all over the country and parts of the world that the, the book itself describes exactly what they're going through but offers strategies, a blueprint for how to fight this. Okay. So let's talk about some of the little things, some of the everyday things like just staying organized. You know, you have dementia. Um, for most of us, it's difficult to stay organized, but add in the fact that you have Alzheimer's. How do you stay organized? Just the little things. Well, it's difficult. You have to 
have a come to Jesus moment and understand what you can do and what you can't do. And every day there's something else you can't do. But the mornings are difficult for me. Um, I think of my mind in the old school guy as a file cabinet. And it's like every night someone rifled through my files, the who, where, what, when, why, and how of my life and threw all the files on the floor. So before I get up in the morning, I have to go through that process. What am I doing? Why am I here? Uh, and then uh, that's before I go to the bathroom. And, and uh, there are times when uh, uh, I have uh, gargled with uh, rubbing alcohol because I looked at the bottle and, and my brain said, um, this is, this, it's okay, this, it's okay to do. And, uh, um, and, and, and reaching for the wrong, you know, wrong utensils for, uh, in, you know, in the bathroom. And um, so I label things now. And um, you, you just learn how to do it. And then um, during the day, you just get the crap kicked out of you. And, um, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't let your guard down. And then at night, there's something called sundowning, which I'm sure your father went through mm-hmm. when it's particularly confusing and difficult. And then you've got to fight through the rage. And then I see things that aren't there. And it's, uh, there was a time not long ago where I woke up in the morning and there was a, had a high ceiling in our house on Cape Cod and, and uh, in the bedroom I saw this bird circling at, in, in, inside and I was saying, how, how the hell do I get this bird out? And the bird flew in, which I write about, in tighter and tighter and tighter circles. And then all of a sudden without notice, it dove into my chest. It wasn't until the bird hit my chest I realized it wasn't real. And that's what you got to deal with, what's real and what's not real. Okay. So, Greg, let's talk about support systems. Let's talk about what's out there for those and what have you latched on to in terms of support for Alzheimer's disease? Well, I, I've been uh, very involved with the Alzheimer's Association. In fact, here in Cincinnati to, uh, to speak at an event um, for the Alzheimer's Association. And, and I have to tell you, um, in addition to walking in faith, hope, and humor, um, you need to reach out for support. And there's no greater organization to support one than the Alzheimer's Association. And, and I, would, I would urge anyone who's going through this or the relative of someone, and maybe the mother or father is afraid to talk about it, call the Alzheimer's Association. Tell them you have some concerns. Go talk to them. It's an incredible organization, and um, they have helped me and my family in this journey. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me is Greg O'Brien. He's the author of the book On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. For more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now, let's talk about um, a little bit. We talked about how you adjusted your life, but, you know, Alzheimer's, it's called, you know, many people call it the long goodbye how are you now preparing for the future? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I told you earlier, and you know, I don't want anyone's pity. I'm just trying to give them a sense of what's going on. There were mm-hmm. two times I, I tried to leave prematurely, so to speak, I tried to take my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I'm not here to proselytize. Uh, I, I'm, I always tell people I'm the most imperfect guy in the world, committed every sin a man could commit, but murder and adultery, and I've been tested in both. But... Um, I, I do have a faith, and um, that's 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 how I and and I'm okay with dying. Um, there's going to be no cure for me, just like my parents. I, I we were talking about this earlier. I I'm worried about my children, my grandchildren, 
your children, your grandchildren, the children and grandchildren of anyone who's listening until we build a critical mass worldwide so people understand this is not a disease just about memory. This is not a disease you just get when you're 85. The mind breaks down, then the body breaks down, and the mind is a control panel for the body. And My body is also breaking down now. So to answer your question, I can't wait to get out of this body. All right, and Greg, we're almost out of time this morning, but what's your message as you travel the country and you have the opportunity to speak to so many people? What's your message to them about Alzheimer's disease? First thing I would say, if people are having a hard time getting through their day because they're having symptoms, don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to get a clinical test because there's help. And um, But go to an expert for a clinical test. Find the, the best experts. The other thing that I would tell them that there is no cure right now, but you can learn to live with this disease. But from my perspective, you're not going to live without it, without faith, hope, and humor and in equal doses. All right. And the title of the book, again, is On Pluto. If our listeners would like to get a copy of the book, if they would like to find out more, they would like to find out more about your story. I think you're amazing. How can our listeners find out more? Um, well, it's available on Amazon, but also in local bookstores. It's it's being distributed by Viking Penguin, through Viking Penguin and Random House, but it's also uh, available on Amazon. All right. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. God bless you. We've been speaking to author Greg O'Brien. Once again, the title of the book is On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Coming up next, find out how you can help make a difference in the life of a young person right here in this area. More information coming up as Sunday Morning Magazine continues. Stay with us. More to come. More to come.